This podcast covers all things health, your body, your brain, and your well-being. Each week, we'll be joined by doctors, as well as the occasional guest, to talk about the health topics that mean the most to you. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. We're going to continue on now with thyroid. I was thinking about this earlier. I'm going to talk about how I process a thyroid in my mind. Um, again, when you look in a book uh, about thyroid or maybe even some stuff you see online about functional medicine, here's the thyroid, here's how you do this, you give them that supplement, and it, it, it's, it, it's not like that for the patients who come in here anyway, because the vast majority of people who come in here have already been everywhere. <clears throat> they've been their doctor, they've driven them crazy, their thyroid symptoms are, are normal, uh, are, are okay, but their numbers are off, so the doctor gives them medication that screws them up, or vice versa, the numbers are uh, okay, but they have 25 out of 25 symptoms of Hashimoto's thyroiditis, and the doctor doesn't know what to do for them, and, because, and then gives them a, a medication, and that screws them up, or it doesn't do anything to them. The majority of people who come in here have Hashimoto's. It is a rare, rare day when I see an actual hypothyroid case. And, 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 and those are the, the first challenges to figure out that right there, okay? But really, now again, I'm, ta I'm just giving you clinical experience here because you can look at all the other stuff elsewhere, okay? But really, when a person comes in here <clears throat> and they have hypothyroid, <clears throat> that's usually gonna be, um, they, they have hypothyroid, they're taking the medication, it's not working. That's usually gonna be, there's, there's several pathways, there's like 21 different pathways between your thyroid making thyroid hormone, <clears throat> and I'll, I'll go into a little of the science. Um, when your thyroid makes thyroid hormone, it is, makes mostly, like 93 to 97% of what it makes <clears throat> is inactive hormone, doesn't do anything. It, 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 it's inactive. So it can be flying around your system, attach to these little proteins and fly around your system all day long, but it never attaches to anything to create a physiological response. Meaning it's not gonna make you, it's not gonna give you any energy until it becomes an active form of 
uh, thyroid. So, and that active form is called T3. So the inactive form is T4, the active form is T3. And most of your thyroid medications, by the way, are T4. We'll talk about that. So, so, you're, so how does that happen? Okay, there's, there's 21 different things that can screw that up. I mean, I'm not exaggerating. I'm saying specifically 21 different pathways that we know of <clears throat> that can screw that up. Half of the drugs that people are taking that come in here, people come in here, half of the drugs are taking for these six other things that they have that they're taking drugs for can be screwing up that conversion factor. It's called conversion, okay? <clears throat> the big things that screw it up are, however, most of the conversion takes place in the liver. And so, uh, so if you have a fatty liver, if you're not clearing your liver, if you have a gallbladder, bad gallbladder that's backing up into your liver, um, you have cirrhosis, you drink too much, all of those things are gonna cause you to not convert your thyroid hormone. So, you, so even if you take the thyroid hormone, which is T4, it still has to be converted. Okay, so, so in my world, I'm looking at those things right off the bat. I'm looking, first of all, do I have, I try to not just say, everybody's got Hashimoto's. I try to make sure, okay, does this person actually have a hypothyroid? They wouldn't like the five to 10 to 15% of people who does not have Hashimoto's, who has a thyroid problem. And, and so if that's the case, I'm looking for these pathways. Second pathway is the intestines. If the person has bad intestines, if they have poor hydrochloric acid in their stomach, if their gallbladder is decreased, if their pancreas is off, if their digestive enzymes are off, if they got inflammation on the inside of their intestines, all of that is gonna to contribute to an environment where the T3 cannot be converted. You cannot get the T4 to T3. So those are biggies. Um, so a person comes in, they're here, they're interested, they're hypothyroid, they're taking their, their, um, their um, medication, it's not working. They're looking for supplements. And a lot of you are gonna say there are supplements for that now, and there are, but we're gonna talk about that because that's not the classic way to start falling in love with giving people supplements right away, okay? For those two people, the issue is fix the gut, fix the gallbladder, fix the, fix the, fix the intestines, and all of a sudden, they'll start converting properly. Other, the other most common things that convert, that cause you to not convert properly are stress. Stress hormones create inflammation, that alters cortisol. Cortisol screws up your blood sugar, and that brings you to the next thing that screws up your conversion of T4 to T3, which is your blood sugar. So you can either have blood sugar is just totally screwed up because you're eating like crap and, and because, or, or you're trying, you know, whatever. You know, you're, all of the things that raise your blood sugar, drinking, eating, eating too much sugar, eating, too many uh, uh, processed foods and all that type of stuff. Um, so, um, so the so the blood sugar is a big deal. That will cause you to not be able to convert when that's fluctuating. The stress is a big deal. Stress, inflammation from stress, will cause you to not be able to convert right um, for many reasons. I won't get into the whole physiology of that. The stress affects your pituitary gland. It stops talking to your thyroid. Your thyroid um, then maybe can or maybe can't even make the thyroid hormone it's supposed to be. And then when it gets to the receptor sites in your body where it's supposed to get in, it can't get in because of stress. Inflammation is screwing that up. On top of screwing up your blood sugar, stress is a big reason that you can't convert your thyroid hormones. Another, and the, uh, the other two big reasons that I see that come in here are hormone replacement therapy. 
And I'm not talking thyroid hormone replacement therapy. I'm talking in men who take testosterone and women who take estrogen. Uh, these hormones interfere with your, what's, what's called your sex hormone binding globulins, and they also uh, affair, uh, interfere with, uh, with, with your, your thyroid binding globulins. And you can't, and these are, these are proteins that actually carry this stuff around. Carry the, they carry the thyroid hormone from your thyroid to the liver and to, this, and to the intestines and to the cell sites. And, 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 and without getting again into, into the extensive chemistry of that, um, it, the conversion just doesn't happen. So those are the main things that we see come in here. And drugs, I, I said the drugs, right? It's like, you can look at my, I have literally, I don't have it right here. I should have had it. That would have been fun. I literally have three pages. This is not, this is not it. But I have, I have three pages, like, like full of all the medications, because I can't remember them all. All the medications that screw up somebody's thyroid. So first thing I do is this, I look, in, look at those medications and see if they're on those, because I know that that's going to be an issue. So, so this is usually what's walking into the office. So it's not a matter of, do I take Google for my hypothyroid, G-U-G-U-L? Do I take Google? It's because it's, 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 it's not going to work any more than, than the medication is going to work. So this, this, is, this is even, that's even, that's hypothyroid, okay? Now you throw Hashimoto's on top of there. And Hashimoto's is very, very complex. Um, uh, my mentor does a three-day, 25-hour seminar on the thyroid, okay? And I go to it every year, and I'm always amazed that I always think, I'm just gonna go get some CEUs, and, <laughs> and I get there, and the next thing I know, <clears throat> three hours later, I got 41 pages of notes that I've just written out from what our understanding has advanced uh, relative to autoimmunity, and, and particularly Hashimoto's, just from the last year or two. So it's, it's an evolving understanding of what's going on with your thyroid. And so, so the thyroid is, is uh, autoimmune thyroid is, uh, in, our, in our practice, my God, it's, it's 90% to 95% of what walks in the door. Mayo Clinic says it's 85 to 95% of all uh, hypothyroid diagnoses, whether you've been diagnosed correctly with it or not. So it's very common, it's extremely common. The, the, the thing about a hypothyroid is, it's not functioning right. And most of the time, it's gonna be those conversion factors that I just got done talking about. But when you have Hashimoto's, that's an autoimmune attack on your thyroid. So if this is your thyroid, this is the immune system, your, th your, your immune system is, is hitting your thyroid, okay? And, and, and so this really is the problem, at least initially, okay? There are things that the, you first need to determine, does that person have Hashimoto's? And that's always, not always that easy, because here's the nuances of it, okay? The nuances are this. Here's a problem, okay? It's the immune system. Somewhere along the line, something has happened. There's been a stress, there's been a trauma, there's been an accident, so somebody had their third child, and their whole life fell apart. They got an overwhelming infection, they got mono, and, and all their physiology fell apart. Usually what has happened is under those circumstances, the immune system is flared up and, it's, and, and for some reason, you have a genetic propensity in your DNA to, to allow your thyroid to get attacked and it attacks. But some people, it just attacks a little bit. Some people, it attacks a lot. 
Some people, even though they get a viral infection, are taking really, really good care of themselves and they're eating right and they're exercising and they got a positive mental attitude. And, and, and this attack is very mild and it doesn't even cause any symptoms. You don't even know you have it. That's called silent Hashimoto, silent autoimmune attack. Then as this attack keeps going, maybe the person goes through life, <laughs> maybe there's stresses, maybe there's, ups, maybe there's financial stresses, maybe there's relationship stresses, Maybe, you know, maybe there's, uh, maybe there's national political stresses, <laughs> like all the things that people are going through, right? And, 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 and those stresses will cause that immune system, it'll cause inflammation to keep attacking, attack more. And now what happens is that person starts getting symptoms. And the symptoms, by the way, are, um, classic symptoms are of, um, of hypothyroid are, uh, uh, I'm, I'm tired. I'm tired all the time. I'm sluggish. I can sleep all as I want. I'm never. I never feel like I have energy. My hair is falling out. I'm putting on weight for no reason at all, and I'm still exercising and I'm still eating right. Um, constipation. We could have hair thinning in the outer third of the eyebrows, hair scalp and face, uh, genitals. You know, having your your hair um, uh, um, get thin or fall out. Dryness. Uh, of the shins, particularly, but dryness of skin, dryness of of of, of, um, of shins, mental sluggishness, mental sluggishness, um, edema around the ankles. I think those are pretty much the main ones for like hypothyroid. And and I mentioned hypothyroid because as you're getting beat up, as your thyroid's getting beat up, you initially go into hypothyroid. I mean, it's beating up tissue that's making thyroid hormone. And you're, and it's kind of going like, you know, like a boxer getting like beat up, and and it starts losing its ability to make thyroid hormone, and you get all the hypo symptoms. But this guy's the guy that's doing it, and so eventually you start getting hypo symptoms, and eventually you start getting hyper symptoms. And the number one hyper symptom to me that alerts me to the probability that the person sitting in front of me has Hashimoto is, I get heart palpitations for no reason at all. Now, heart palpitations, the person uh, usually has been to the cardiologist. The cardiologist checked them out, told them everything's okay, life is good, um, you're just stressed. And indeed, they may be stressed, but heart palpitations is different from the type of feeling that you get when you're stressed. And these heart palpitations come and go for no reason at all, and, and they can actually flare up and cause anxiety, and they can cause heart palpitations, inward trembling, uh, increased pulse at rest, uh, nervous and emotional, night sweats, insomnia, people get night sweats, they think they got a, a hormonal problem. Dif and and in, in rare cases, difficulty um, gaining weight. And, 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 and now that's one you'll have to look up. We have a, we have a, a, a presentation on the thin Hashimoto's patients. Most Hashimoto's patients are heavy. So, so some people call it autoimmune, uh, uh, autoimmune hypothyroid, some people call it uh, Hashimoto's hypothyroid, because you get the hypothyroid stuff first. So we went from silent autoimmunity, I haven't forgotten, <laughs> over to here to where we now have, it's called reactive autoimmunity. You're getting, it, you're, the, you're getting more damage to the tissue, all of a sudden you're starting to get all of these symptoms, right? You go to the doctor and everything's normal. <laughs> oh, everything's normal, it's wonderful. But doctor, I have all of the symptoms that Dr. Rutherford just got done talking about every one of them. And, and he says, I have Hashimoto's. 
And, and the doctors are, well, he's like a jerk. He doesn't know what he's talking about, you know? And, and, and what we found over the years was it was legitimate to go by the symptoms because the symptoms will come first before you start getting enough tissue damage for it to show up on the, um, on the uh, uh, testing. And then eventually, so, so that's where a lot of my patients are when they come in here. It's like, I got all these symptoms. I went to the doctor, he told me I'm normal. I go, I'll see you in six months. I'm, I, my hair is falling out when I, you know, like that. So this is, this, is, this, is, this is my job. This is what I do every day. This is, <laughs> this is what I see. And then the next thing is full-blown active autoimmunity. And this will conclude the episode. Thanks for tuning in. If you like what you hear, please leave a comment and subscribe. Thank you.